Evening all, this is episode 68 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and we have a whole heap of chatting to be given 2 minute penalties for. Exactly, a triple header this last weekend that we need to get through. Yeah, we've got all of that and then we've got the small matter of uh, two whole games in the next two weeks to look forward to. So. It's a lot, a lot to get everyone excited. Um, I think, in general, it was a, a good weekend for the league. I was just going to start with touching on the Pride weekend theme um, before we got into the games. Obviously, yeah, I think it's, it's been well received by all teams, all the teams playing their part, and there's been a lot of uh, good stuff come out of it, but... I thought none more so than Zach Sullivan, and that warrants uh, a mention in itself independently, I think, um, with the news that he was bisexual and he had been struggling with it, obviously, for a bit, a while, I think, maybe he said a couple of years, um, but he came out with that news, which was good, and I think it was probably one of the best things that they could have thought would come out a weekend like that. Yeah, I guess that was maybe the, the aim um, that they were kind of <coughs> hoping to get out of this weekend, albeit a, a sort of celebration of uh, gay rights. And, you know, for, for Zach to do that and to announce it the way he did was, um, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to be able to do that. I, probably, I mean, I couldn't imagine, uh, you know, sort of having the bravery to, to be able to do that. So, fair play to him. Yeah, and it was announced in the in the middle of the weekend, I think, on maybe on Saturday night, and he got a, a great response. Obviously played, I think, four years at Clan, three or four, I think it was four, um, yeah. and then followed Ryan Finerty to Manchester. Um, so it was really well received, and I think the most positive thing to come out of it was was that, and in general, the, the awareness that was raised. I saw a lot of good comments from coaches and things around the league talking about the weekend and what Sullivan did and stuff so that was that was all positive and I think obviously the message is is an important one it's not something that it I don't know what the best way to put it is but there shouldn't need to be an awareness weekend for it to be highlighted as a as a thing it should it should just be the way it is but it's put stuff into perspective, I suppose, and it's good going forward um, that you might see some more uh, good news like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, you know, it was good, good for for Zach and in the league, um, and you know, a, a lot of the players as well. You mentioned the coaches, but a lot, of, a lot of players and teammates um, were right behind them as well. So that was that was good to see. Yeah, I think you might see um, another couple of players um, do the same thing, which is good. You know, I think if yeah. one of the main things from his point of view is is giving other people a, a platform to do that, so um, here's hoping that more good news comes from that. Um, you were at, well, we were both at at least one game, but you were also at, at Brayhead yesterday, um, where... 
there was the the pride theme and stuff, and then the game on on Friday at Dundee. So it was it was well, um, received. But I think every every club played their part. So that was, that was all good, and I think worthy of a, a mention before we actually get into the the nonsense that is the usual kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll start start on a serious note, and then shambolic from here on out. Yeah. So here it goes. Um, <laughs> Starts with a shiter in Dundee. Yeah, it does. So three games, as we we talked about before, we were traveling to Dundee, then Belfast, and then back home to Fife. Um, we were both actually at Dundee, first first away game of the season. It took quite a while, but anyway, we both made it through, and uh, for a a TV game. I think it probably had a fair bit of entertainment. From a clan point of view, it was disappointing, albeit we got off to a, a good start with two quick goals. I, I would say the best way to sum up the game was that it was you could split it into two halves, really. I thought we were probably the better team for 30 minutes, and then the second half, not so much, although... Generally, I think probably dominated the the shooting stats and things like that. But a uh, couple of bad mistakes and Dundee taking their chances as they always seem to. Yeah, I guess it's the kind of you know it's the, the other side of the coin from the start of the season where we weren't getting a lot of shots away, and you know that was maybe a, a downfall of ours. And the tables have kind of turned with regards to that recently, but um, worryingly we're. Now conceding a lot of goals as well, so uh, let's basically my message is let's go back to the start of the season and just you know just have maybe like twenty shots a game or something. Yeah, but, when we used to it, talk the the shot efficiency and all that and everything was positive. Yeah, back um, in those days. Yeah, no, I, I agree though. I think the first half um, of the game, I thought we were dominant as you. Alluded to, and you know we got a couple of a couple of really nice goals, and it was good to see that you know Becca and Pitt getting on the score sheet there as well. Um, And I mentioned to to Liam Stenton um, for getting an assist on that first goal five minutes in. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's done well when he's come in. I think Um, you know we we went two and up. I thought Dundee started really poorly. Um, and Pasha admitted that himself. We had a chance, chance for a third. I think it was Becca. I just got caught holding on to the puck for too long. Dundee go down the other end and score, and they they definitely are a, a momentum team. I think you can tell uh, that they got their confidence. Confidence went up from that point. Uh, in the second period, we had I think a five on three that we couldn't score on. Um, a good few power plays and then Dundee go down down the other end, catches on a break after a Puffal broken stick. Um Dow equalises. Dundee then made it three two through Craig Gans. I actually thought that his shot was deflected, but I need to see it again. I can't I can't be giving Craig Gans credit for any goals. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, he's probably scored more than Quite a few of our defencemen. Uh, or forwards. Yeah, and forwards, you're right. 
we get a power play equaliser through Peacock um, with five minutes left in the, no we didn't, with five minutes gone in the third. So 3-3 three, three at that point and you, the worrying thing for me at that point was every time Dundee went forward you thought that they were going to score. Um, obviously Jordan McLaughlin in goals, I think it's hard to criticise him over uh, most of the goals. Maybe maybe the first one he'd want to do a bit better, but certainly uh, Defour's one, then Stovens as well. I thought there wasn't too much he can do, but we were just giving them too many chances, too many shots, and by the, that third period, I thought we just didn't really look like we could get through them at all. A lot of outside shots and things like that. Yeah, it's sort of that thing that Fitzy's been talking about playing the full 60 minutes and um, we just can't seem to find uh, a rhythm or keep momentum going for 60 minutes and for whatever reason that is I don't really know but um, you know credit to Dundee I guess you know they they did start very poorly and um, you know in that that third period they took their chances Um, I get I mean there was quite a few sad Soft calls, I thought, from the referees. Um, overall, not well, I mean, not for either team in particular. Just sort of overall, I thought they were. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff that could have could have let slip, but um, they decided to call them, and you know, it's to our disadvantage, really, if we're um, you know, running sort of low on numbers. But then I guess Dundee have been. So picking up the injuries and stuff here and there as well, so it's not really an excuse anymore. But no, yeah, just disappointing. It's disappointing in the end to have that sort of lapse in concentration and you know concede three goals in the end. Yeah, I mean a six-three scoreline. It's hard to really say if that's a reflection or not. It's certainly a reflection of Dundee taking their chances. Um, you're looking at, at the shot count there. Uh, Alec Leclerc faced 38 shots uh, or made 38 saves and McLaughlin made 26 so I mean it's a swing of 12 saves um, that that Leclerc's made more than McLaughlin so from that sense we maybe had more more goal mouth action but we know the way Dundee play and a couple of those goals were just typical of that Um I thought though one of the Leclerc saves on the five on three, I think it looked like a certain goal when he, he got his pad out to it. That was a bit of a game changer for me. Um right. if that'd gone in, then you never know. But disappointing six three maybe flatters Dundee slightly, but they take their chances and you can't complain. I mean we are gar- almost guaranteed to concede that many goals a game anyway, so <laughs> It's hard to yeah. say. It's hard to say that we were unlucky, but um, you know, it was just it was just another game that we we let slip away and not a full sixty minutes. No, nah, it was it was poor in the end. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's just one of those things. But if if Becca takes that that chance at two uh, 0 to make it three 0 at that point, it's you know we're kind of almost cruising at that point. Um, so you know, you look at that, or 
the Dundee killing the five one three. Yeah. Um, you know, th- those were big moments in the game, and um, you know, sort of swung it in, in Dundee's favour. Yeah, um, it, it was a, a disappointing one, but again, should we really be surprised with a, a TV defeat? I'm not sure. Although we did, we did sure. get our first, as we've said earlier in the year, but um, you know, disappointing way to start the weekend, especially with Dundee sort of being hot on our tails now for that playoff spot. Um, but from there, we went to Belfast and it unfortunately didn't get any better. Uh, a 5-2 defeat. Our goals come from Nolan Laporte and Matt Haywood. Uh, what really to say about this one? I mean, we were 2-0 down at the end of the first. Went 3-0 down right at the start of the second before Laporte got that goal. Um Haywood pulled it back to 3-2 so again a bit of hope, false hope sort of from this clan, clan team as it always seems to be and then a power play goal from Elgin Pierce, and then one shortly after from Swindlehurst in the third period kind of kill it off um, a low a low shooting affair from the looks of the stats um, but Belfast, we've we've not really, other than, what did we beat them at? I think we beat them at home once. Is that right? Challenge Cup. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's it's not been a happy hunting ground for us again, um, and I I wasn't confident at all really going in there and not not a sort of I told you so type thing, but it that's the way it turned out. Yeah, although well, I believe you'd said that you were worried that it could have been double figures. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You can pull me up for that. No, but I mean, well, there was every reason to think that. Uh, you know, and obviously given the news of um, Jordan Hayward as well missing for the for the rest of the season, so, and, and we were without Liam Stinton for that game as well, so, you know, potentially down to four there, but, um, but Fitzy suited up for that game, and I think that actually helped us. Um, just having that sort of experience at the back to uh, you know camp things down a wee bit. Yeah, I think I think it probably did. I mean, the the, the Jordan Haywood news was a blow. I think it, obviously you don't want to have anybody missing the rest of the season. Um, but he he'd certainly impressed me at times. Uh, mainly the start of the season, I think, but that's the case for most of them. Uh, but you know, a, a couple of decent goals, and certainly a, a guy that you probably didn't really want to lose. You don't want to lose anybody, I know that. But um, I thought he'd been been all right. He'd done quite well at times, and obviously our pick of we had highlighted him at one point <laughs> before the season, being one to watch. Uh, so that again. That's another one down the pan. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was he was one of our sort of top five point scorers through, um, you know, through that horrid month that was December. So, um, defensively, you know, perhaps some question marks there, but there's no doubt that he could get forward and, and put up some points. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think at the start of the season he was. He looked really good, really composed um, on the puck as well. 
looked good going forward. So it's disappointing, obviously, as you say, to lose anybody at this point in the season. Um, but, you know, Fitzy to come in there um, to sort of keep the scoreline down and keep the shot count down as well. Yeah, and if, uh, if Craig Moore returns in a couple of weeks, which would be hopefully would, then depending on you know availability, we could be back to six defencemen. So that's that's always good. The forwards, well, they're I think a couple of weeks more, uh, certainly, and maybe even longer than that. So I don't think we'll be seeing a, a full strength team anymore. But that's I wouldn't be blaming that for any of our our problems really. Um, a couple of the Belfast goals were were good goals and some of them more questionable but it's just the way it's been going for us I mean that's 6 in Dundee 5 in Belfast and then 2 against 5 conceded so 13 goals across 3 games keeping us well above that 4 4 goals against average <laughs> we're not going to win the majority of games with that especially not when our forwards are, are struggling yeah, I think so. Following that game on Twitter, I think uh, it was noted that Nolan Laporte um, sort of stood out. I think he's, you know, recently he's been a kind of driving force for our forwards. Um, yeah. I was impressed with him as well on uh, the game on Sunday as well. Um, yeah, just, I, was, I was going to say, as he has done for a while now with Bierum and you know the return of Tansky mm-hmm. those three are high energy guys and they've obviously passionate and it means a lot to them um, but you can you can see that by the way they play I think Laporte's been a, a really good signing and you know if only we had a few more guys playing the way he has been mm-hmm. then, yeah. then we might be we might be doing a bit better I know that's the thing, but then you, it's teams like the Giants so who pick up guys um, that Dundee didn't want, and Elgin Pearson is come in and he's flying sco- yeah. for scoring for fun seems so. Yeah. Um, but then again, obviously they they've got the budget to be able to do that, whereas we don't really. Yeah, I know, and just sometimes the way guys fit in at teams I mean I, I thought always thought Elgin Pierce looked like a good player at Dundee um, yeah. but for whatever reason it didn't work there um, and he's doing he's doing well at Belfast because a, a couple of their players that we, we maybe thought or they thought would be doing better like uh, Kieran Long maybe even you know Ben Lake's done alright but he's not I don't think producing the same sort of scoring that he did last year uh, neither yeah. of those two are so Pierce coming in uh, and then David Goodwin as well I think was a a later pick up um, he's got a few goals so yeah they, they have got the budget to be able to do that and we just we can't compete with that but um, you know it was unfortunate given we, we clawed it back a bit and then gave away that power play goal but it's just this the way it's been going for us and I just couldn't really see anything other than, than a Belfast win, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, we discussed that as well. It was 
it's the way that we've been playing and um, you know playing the night before and then going over to Belfast it just didn't look very likely that we were going to get anything from it and that was obviously the outcome Yeah so um, I think one thing to mention is that from all accounts the supporters club did, did a good job in funding a lot of the travel for that weekend trip I think there was maybe one or two flights booked to get to or and or from Belfast um, back for the Fife game um, and you know I don't know if they flew from from the Dundee game to Belfast or if it was a ferry job I don't know but uh, it, it, I suppose you could say it did help in the end we just about hung on to beat Fife on Sunday 3-2 in a game that you were at um, what were your overall impressions of that? Um, overall, I thought we looked pretty good actually. Um, again, though, some players stood out more than others, and mentioned Laporte and uh, Bieram and Tansky, but really, I mean, the, the three of them just sort of outshone everyone else. It seemed, um, yeah, full full of energy, and you know, just not never giving up, chasing the puck down and and winning it back. Uh, you know, I guess you could throw you could throw Marcus Johnson in there as well. I thought he was good. Um, yeah, I mean, o- overall it was a, a much better performance. There was still sa- the odd occasion where there was lapses in concentration, and you know, Fife had a good number of chances as well, and uh, like they ran the po- ran the post a couple of times uh, during the game as well. And we had to rely on uh, Jordan McLaughlin making some some really cracking saves um, again in the sort of second half of that game. Yeah, I think it has to be said for McLaughlin, he's he's done, I would say, pretty well for being thrown in to three tough games in a row. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Dundee game that we mentioned, he didn't face... Dundee, I suppose, and Belfast, he didn't face too many shots. There's only a, a couple of things you could maybe say he would have done better with, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, he, he's done pretty well, and it, it gives me at least a, a bit of confidence that if we were if we're missing Colleen for any longer, because I suppose day-to-day terminology in clanland could mean... Months. months so if McLaughlin's playing then I'm confident that we, we can win games with him as long as the defence are helping him out uh, my, my only slight worry with it is that it was only five, as bad as that sounds uh, I think they are now 12, 12 defeats in a row they, yep. show, they show signs you know sometimes or for periods or parts of periods, they're they're really switched on and they can compete like they did with Cardiff the night before, and then at other other points I think they look completely devoid of confidence, um, and teams are taking advantage. So we we had to win that game and we did to just about cling on to sort of respectability. I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we did just sort of hang on and then um, 
they're a weird team five because yeah, I mean like you say, sometimes they can sort of switch it on, but for the majority of that game, their their passing was sort of all over the place, and um, there was no sort of cohesion. Um, Any time I looked towards the bench, um, you know, Todd Jutiam's got his got his arms folded, and you know, it was, I mean, I don't know, it's difficult to sort of read into that, but it just sort of body language tells you that you know he's um, he's obviously not happy with what's going on, but he's maybe think he's maybe thinking what else can I what else can I do with this team kind of thing yeah um, the the sort the shining lights I think for Fife while we're on them um, I don't like him but Carlo Finucci's become the all time point leader for Fife in EIHL I think he overtook Bobby Chamont on yep. Saturday to, to do that he got an assist on Paul Crowder's second goal um, which was a nice goal, by the way. Yeah, yesterday. that was. Um, and you know, Danik Goti as well. I think has been the one that when I've when I've seen him, he's been able to to make things happen for them. But apart from that, they've they've struggled. I mean, Adam Morrison and Net has has actually done done quite well for a, a lot of the time. I don't know where he is. Statistically, but for a, a lot of the a lot of the season, he's been you know quite average. He's not been terrible, um, but the defence in front of him and their lack of scoring, I think, is the main thing. They're one of only two teams who've scored fewer than a hundred goals so far, um, and they've conceded what looks like the second highest. Funnily enough, oh no, third highest, <laughs> just behind us. Dundee have conceded two more goals than us, so we're battling them for that accolade. Um, but you know, Fife are now seven points adrift of a playoff spot and five adrift of ninth place Dundee, so I don't really see where they're going to be able to pick up from, and they're not coming across as a team that are willing to make personnel changes during the season um, so I don't really know where they'll be going from here but for the rest of the, the playoffs it's it's looking tight between ourselves Manchester and Dundee and funnily enough that is who our, our next games are, are against so it's getting, I know we said it was getting serious but it really it really is because we're Kind of in danger of not making it. Still, I think. Yeah, there's there's always that that kind of element there. Um, just quickly to finish off on the five game, um, Bierum's uh, sort of reverse pass for Matt Becker's goal was delicious. Yeah, it was very good because he was going into the boards as well, wasn't he? Yeah, aye, he ended up in the boards and um, just great awareness and. Um, you know, we could sell, wax lyrical about him all night, but he yeah. really was just, he really just had a very good game. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been great. Um, and then a goal for Matt Cowlett as well. Managed, I don't really know how he got that through Morrison. It looked like he totally fluffed the shot, but they all mm. count in the end. It's a game-winning goal, so he's getting a chance with a couple of injuries. 
um, yeah. and gets that game winning goal so that's good um, so the, the way it is table wise as, as I've touched on we're only two points ahead of Manchester and they've got a game in hand and four points ahead of Dundee and the next game in the league is Dundee but just before that I mean we might as well mention it we are playing Challenge Cup second leg on Wednesday at Sheffield 5-1 down on aggregate uh, I have to say that's pretty much a write off for me unless yeah. unless we can get a couple of a couple of goals I think if Sheffield get the first goal there then we're done yeah. but if we can if we can get it close and at least maintain some kind of respectability then fair enough but unfortunately the first leg killed the tie for me yeah agreed um, our only hope is to go down start well as you say get a couple of goals early on and um, you know I might spur Sheffield into action <clears throat> um, depends how seriously they'll take the game as well knowing that they're their four goals up. Um, I mean, you, you're always going to look at Sheffield and think that they'll score at least three goals. So, um, yeah, they just seem to steamroll teams. Yeah, and it's it's not like in football or whatever where you'd expect them to make a lot of cha- <laughs> changes, yeah. as you might call it, for the game. Uh, they might give some of the younger guys more of a chance, but yeah. still got a lot of top players. So. Um, I heard um, Aaron Fox isn't even going to manage it. <laughs> Are they, is he letting? Is he letting somebody else do that? Yeah, he's just letting somebody else do it. He'll be sitting up in the stand with his iPad and phone, looking at pictures <laughs> of goal line technology, tweets, <laughs> or whatever it was he did. Um, uh, I think is that that first leg was on uh, free sports as well. So I think they were set up. Watching the game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, Watch, watching the coverage on on an iPad. Yeah, and uh, I I see that Free Sports have uh, probably sensibly chosen to select the other semi-final second leg as their live game since it's tied five all, Cardiff and Nottingham. Uh, that would be yeah. probably slightly more competitive, I would have thought, but we'll see. You never know. Weirder things have happened. Um, yeah. So Saturday then, we've got two, two one game weekends coming up. First of which is Saturday the first of February, and it's at home to Dundee, um, who, you know, just just beat us there as we've said. I'm more confident at home, but uh, it it's going to be a tough game because I quite like what what Dundee have done I always have really the way that they they managed to compete with the, the team and obviously lower budget I think the the team that he's put together are are competitive and if we give them those chances again they'll put us away yeah it was kind of like the start of the season where Dundee sort of had our number and um, you know we'd, we'd score quite a lot of goals on the breakaway and one man rushes and stuff like that. I think we kind of ironed that out a wee bit, um, but for some reason it just 
always kind of creeps back in when we're playing Dundee. Um, <laughs> yeah. so we need to be defensively. We need to be at the at the top of our game. Uh, I will say actually in defence of London Springer I thought he had a really good game yesterday as well so if we can have you know just if we can have everybody sat playing to their strengths and sat not not taking silly penalties then um, you know it's, it's a game though that is getting to that point where it's a must win so um, I will I will take Clan for that game yeah I think I think we'll beat Dundee Um I think uh, even with the same squad that we had for this weekend, uh, the home advantage should, should I say, be enough. Uh, and yeah, the discipline's key because again, we've seen daft penalties at, at crucial times and the game goes away from you. Um, we've got a couple of power play goals over the weekend. Uh, we got actually got one short-handed against Fife, didn't we? And then one four-on-four. So yeah. the special teams are crucial, um, and if if we've got any aspirations of starting a, a kind of run, I think, then it has to start against Dundee, because if they beat us, then you know they've got the they've got the confidence again. So it's it's a bit of a worrying one for me. At the start of the season, I just said we'd we'd comfortably win that although as I suppose Dundee but I mean just the way we're playing yeah so uh, I'd like to think we'll win that um, and then we've got the Haywood testimonial game on the Tuesday the 4th which we've we've talked a bit about um, but that sits in between another home game against Manchester on the 8th uh, and again they're a team that have picked up a bit of form we've not I don't think we've played them for a good a good while the last time maybe when when we won that overtime game uh, down yeah, there 6-5 was it yeah something yeah. like that Laporte maybe the winner so mm-hmm. not seen them too recently but they've been doing been doing okay and you know if they manage to buck up their acting then eh <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they'll cause, us, they'll cause us problems. But I would like to think that we should be winning that one again. So four points for me is a must from those two. Yeah, agreed. Um, as you say, Manchester have had a bit of form recently. They beat Dundee at the weekend 3-0 there. So kept a clean sheet. Um, so they'll be difficult to break down. So it's just a case of if we can get our forwards rolling um, in that game. So I pepper the pepper the net with shots and hope a few go in um, but yeah I mean all of these games are, are tough games now it's you know it's I think a lot of coaches compare it to sort of playoff hockey um, and I guess kind of <coughs> that's what we need to be looking at it from that point of view as well um, we need to be going into these games thinking that we'll get the two points and we need to be so playing confident and playing well to to get the wins. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, <clears throat> sorry, looking at the table, I can't see us finishing any higher than seventh, the way it stands, <laughs> which is where we are. Um, yeah. 
I, I just can't see us having the consistency to catch Guilford or Coventry. Um, so the threat from my point of view is more from below than above uh, I know that Fitzy had said the, the team have got goals from now till the end of the regular season um, with what is that 14 games left is that 52 games is that right yeah I think so so out of the 14 left and I think we'd mentioned the fixtures might be a bit more favourable you've got to be looking at winning well over 50% of those, I think, to even have a shout um, of moving up a position, but I I just can't see it, so I think if I was to predict now, we will probably finish 7th, although there is still a good a good way to go, you never know, but I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, no, I know, I, I agree, I think Coventry and, and Guildford are the, the two teams that were that are closest to and you know really we're sort of three four games back on them so yeah um, we need to be looking behind us rather than in front of us I'm afraid yeah sad how the mighty have fallen from first day yeah that's it but uh, yeah so all positive there <laughs> <laughs> as usual yeah absolutely uh, a, a couple of things just to touch on from the games at the other games at the weekend. Uh, first of all, we had our power picks, but unfortunately, I think it was more of a power cut. <laughs> where we were concerned. Did you write that one down? I didn't actually. I just did it. Did it no, straight in my head. Um, Fife, to be fair, gave me a bit of a shout at one point. I think they were, they were. When I say at one point, I mean at one point in the game, uh, and also I suppose for one point they were they were tied going into the third against Cardiff, I think, um, and then even Manchester played well at Sheffield, for your points, but neither of them came through. Um, the, but we know we know why Manchester's thing. We do. That, well, that's what I was going to come on to. Right. The, the the main point to be raised from that game is. Ryan Finnerty's post-match thoughts, where he, <laughs> where he basically <laughs> just talked about that they needed to the only way they they would have won that game was to work on their acting and that Sheffield had what did they say a, a few Oscars between them managing to <laughs> a sell few some Academy Awards few Academy Awards yeah selling a couple of dives and whatever to the referees who bought it um. What what did you think of that interview? It was quite funny. Yeah, it was quite funny. Um, you know, Finney's kind of like that. And I think, uh, you know, he's it's it's normally only one way of as well. So I think he's yeah. sort of forgetting the the mad gin, uh, sort of flail of the arms when he was out of the nets at one point as well. So I mean that. Yeah, I mean I think I think he sees that as. As uh, you know, it should have been a penalty against the Sheffield guy. To me, it didn't look like there was too much contact. No. Um, and then the one, the other one, he's I think on about is where the guy goes down behind the net. It looks like he's maybe tripped, and then his stick comes up and hits the Sheffield player. Um, right. And that's 
Manchester get a penalty from that. So a couple of inst- instances. Um, but, you know, it's just the way he, <laughs> he sort of came across, I think. It, it was funny, but, you know, it didn't. It didn't do anything to help his reputation. I think there's definitely a bit of bad blood there where him and Sheffield are concerned. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it must be a, must be a nightmare, you know, if you. Yeah, I think so. Which is why it might be quite funny when he, he comes for the testimonial. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what he's. I'm sure he'll be in a good mood for that. Um, but no, that that was a a funny interview, and then he kind of ended it himself. At the end, <laughs> yeah, he just uh, walked off. <laughs> he just said thanks, and then walked <laughs> off. So he, he wasn't too happy. That was funny, uh, but you know Sheffield, I win there again, and then coming from goals down to winning overtime in Coventry, and from what Aaron Fox said, they had a, it wasn't a good performance at all in Coventry. He actually said Coventry deserved to win that, so. Sheffield now in a position where uh, they're, I could almost say, comfortable at the top. I know we keep saying Cardiff have got games in hand, but Sheffield just keep winning. Yeah, they do. Um, they're finding that consistency, and you know, if you're scoring on average five goals a game, then you know, chances are you're going to win the game. Um, they've been that good going forward, so. Uh, they're a juggernaut. They're difficult to to stop at this point. Um, Cardiff, yeah, I mean, four games in hand, so there is still a title race on there. Um, Definitely, it's all, yeah. It's, it's all about Cardiff finding uh, a bit of consistency now going forward. It is, because I think they had no points last weekend and then they've got four this, so... Yeah. They... Sheffield definitely the most consistent team at the moment. Um, Belfast, two five two wins for them. One against us as we've said, and then another one in in Guildford. Again, how do you do it, lads? Uh, but they're they're going okay, I think. Um, for me, they probably just won't have quite enough to to win the league, but they'll be there and thereabouts. Um, and then. Elsewhere, you know, Guildford themselves, a great win in Nottingham, and then disappointing at home to Belfast. I think you'd probably rather win the home games, but uh, yeah, two points again kind of keeps them going along. But you know they've they've not been anywhere near their usual usual selves. I think they probably would have expected more, and. Uh, they, they released a player as well, Cam Brace, did they? During the week, so maybe that's symptomatic of of their right. struggles. I think they did. Anyway, um, so they they've been they've been inconsistent again, but that's that's just the way it's been. It's kind of exciting from that point of view, but then who cares? Because as long as if Clan were winning, then that's all that <laughs> that really matters. But. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a bit a bit of a weird one, but I'm not really sure not really sure what to make of it. I mean the games this weekend you've got 
another couple of big ones. Belfast are hosting Cardiff twice uh, at home. So, you know, if they if they could get two wins there, they're right back in it. Um, and Sheffield have got games against Nottingham and Guildford, so you could see them again getting another four points. So, yeah, it's uh, tough to call. It is tough to call. But we're going to have to try and do it. But we'll do it, aye. Right, Sheffield, Nottingham. Sheffield for me. Yep, agreed. Sheffield. Manchester, Guildford. Manchester. Yep, I'm going Manchester as well. Uh, right, Clan Dundee need a score prediction from that. Score prediction, right? Yeah. Let's go four three clan. Yeah, we're definitely conceding at least three, aren't we? Yeah. I'll go five three. Aye. We empty net goal in there. Uh, right. Belfast Cardiff. Part one. I'm going I'm going Cardiff for that one. I'm gonna say Belfast to win the first. Right. And Fife Coventry. <laughs> Coventry. It has to <laughs> yeah, it just has to be really. I guess. I mean Fife, I don't know what their record losing streak is, but they must be coming close to it. Um yeah, I'm going Coventry as well. Nottingham against Fife then on Sunday. Nottingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The streak I continues. I can't. I can't even. I can't even waste a power pick on that. Belfast, <laughs> Cardiff. I'll take Belfast for that one. I think we'll split that weekend. Yeah, I'm going Cardiff then for that. Coventry against Manchester. Manchester four point weekend. Oof. Coventry four point weekend and then Guildford Sheffield right well I mean this is this is the last game here so I know well, this is the issue who, do, who are we supposed to pick it's not a good week for nah for it's not picks. it's not right fuck it I'll, I'll I'll pick Guildford right okay and I'll make that my power pick right so I will then have to change one of our predictions won't I I'm not going five because they've done nothing for me. No, no. I'm gonna go right. Nah, I can't even do that because Nottingham. Um, yeah, okay. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be Nottingham to win at Sheffield, even though they never do, really. Well, that's gonna have first, to be. That's that gonna have to be. It. Yeah. So, uh, Nottingham at Sheffield for me. And then you're going for Guildford at home to Sheffield. So Sheffield again, a zero point weekend. <laughs> have they have they actually had any of them? I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, just, it's not really not for happen, a while anyway. I don't think not for a while. Yeah, no, it's just not going to happen. Nah. Um. Right. Okay. Is that? Yeah, that's the games for this weekend. So I, I know we've kind of mentioned uh, Clan's game on the eighth, but I don't know if there's there's any point going any further with those predictions because it would just be all nonsense anyway. Uh, Aye. <laughs> hockey wise, 
what else did we have to cover? Have we missed anything important out? Um, no, I think so. Not sure. I, I think I think the pride stuff. Obviously, we we talked about that at the start and the success of that. So that's really the main the main important point for me. Uh, right, we've got a wee bit of time to to go over a couple of X, not X hockey things, non hockey things. The first of which was the sad news about Kobe Bryant. That was kind of devastating news. I'm not even a basketball fan in any way, but the guy's a sort of sports icon, I guess you could say. Um, a tragic helicopter accident. And uh, I think, his, am I right in saying his daughter was killed as well in that? Yeah, I think initially there was uh, conflicting reports about that, but um, I think it's it's now been confirmed that um, the one of his daughters was on, on the helicopter as well. Yeah, just absolutely tragic, tragic news. As you say, he was you know, a, an icon of the sport um, and sort of a kind of global household name, I guess. Yeah, um, I would say so. Even if you don't, even if you don't follow the sport, like neither of us particularly do. Um, I think he'd, um, or the night before that, I think LeBron James had surpassed his set uh, record points total in the NBA. Right. Okay. Um, it was maybe the, the night before or the week before, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, just absolutely tragic. Indeed, and, and a lot of um, messages and stuff have, have gone out, as you would expect. Uh, it's it's one of those things. I mean, there's been a couple of instances like that that have happened, but I mean, even having no knowledge, no, no real knowledge of them or whatever, it's, it's sad. So I suppose we could... <laughs> You could say thoughts, thoughts with his family and all that, but I mean, what what do you really say? It's just just a, a sad bit of news. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a yeah, really nothing more we can add. Other than you know, a couple that's a couple of high profile, um, sort of helicopter crashes of late, I guess as well with the with Leicester's owner last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'd, for, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, but and I mean, obviously, it's, obviously, it's still a, a safe mode of transport. But it's just you know, with that kind of those kind of high profile things, makes you sort can I wonder about it? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, not, not, not a good news, news story from that point of view. Uh, but. We'll see. Um, I think, as we've said, he's the kind of guy that will not be forgotten or whatever. He's a, I suppose you could say a legend. I mean, a lot of kids probably look up to him and stuff, so it's, it's a shame, but um, yeah. that, it won't be forgotten, I'm sure. Uh, I also thought it would be apt to mention the football since, as per my prediction, that's Celtic now coasting to the title with a win at home to Ross County and Rangers losing at Tynecastle. I mean, you, you might say that, but I, I would never say coasting. <laughs> Do you not think that? Nah. 
Rangers have still got a game in hand. Yeah, true. So they win what? that, it's down to two points, and then you know there's still a couple of certain Rangers games to come up. No, I know. there's definitely still yeah. that, but um, yeah. it's it's one I I didn't actually I didn't see that result coming if I'm honest, given how poor Hearts have been, but picking up slightly I suppose, um, and they've done quite well against Rain. They did they not draw the first first game at Tynecastle? Um, yeah, it was one each, one each other. On so that's four points that they've they've taken from Rangers. So. Definitely. Um, I think when when Celtic next go there, they'll obviously be wary of that. Um, but from all accounts, a deserved Hearts win. Uh, Celtic with a, a McGregor penalty, and then two from Edward was it? Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I think if if uh, Edward's the kind of guy that that does come up in those those big occasions, is he the top? top scorer in the league now with that I know Morelos is obviously out and that's that's a big hasn't a big impact for Rangers um, but I mean without Edward didn't start did he and then came on and scored two, two. yeah um, started on the bench and came on after an hour I think his first touch of the game was, was a goal so it shows you the kind of impact that, that Edward has um, and you know it's probably a similar thing uh, with Morelos and Rangers as well um, but yeah that's in, in, <laughs> I was going to say in terms of but I will <laughs> you have to I'll give you I'll invite you to say it right in terms of in terms of the league Edward yeah has is, is now scored 16 goals I think um, which which makes him the, the top goal scorer in the league I think Morelos has scored 12 yeah I mean, you could you could see why he maybe thought to give was it Griffiths that started? I'm assuming himself, but then yeah. they they'd played fairly well together as a two, so maybe a bit of a surprise that Edward was on the bench. I don't know if he thought it was a chance to to rest them potentially, but it wasn't comfortable enough in Ross County with a, a couple of chances themselves. So I don't think it wasn't a completely comfortable 3 now, really was it? No I don't think so I've actually I've, I've not even I've not watched the highlights yet so um, I'm going to take it on that ASAP Yeah um, but they're, they're in the driving seat again but you know if it's if it's still a couple of points going into the next old firm game then we know that it can it can swing so uh, yeah. big moments really and then again are both teams going to win every game and they're up to that Probably not. Um, I mean, when when do the European when do the European games are they mid February? Yeah, mid February. Right. I can't, can't remember the dates exactly, but yeah. So that will have an impact as well. Um, yeah, I would say so. So close. Um, sadly for Party Thistle, though, I mean, for all the all the times that I expect them to be. Fighting for a playoff spot now. Uh, well, I don't mean now. They're definitely not now. But every time I, I think, oh, they'll do, they'll be fine, absolutely fine, and nah, bottom, rock bottom, stone bottom, <laughs> <laughs> stone bottom of the league again. Uh, lost stone, to uh, our broth. 
Villa Liga. Yeah. Lost our growth at the weekend there. Um, released Kenny Miller. Yeah. Uh, is it genuinely, is it genuinely possible that they could go down again? Oh, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> do um, you, do you honestly think? Yeah. I, I genuinely, I mean, you can ask Kevin yourself and he'll probably tell you the same thing. I know. Um, it is worrying from their point of view though. That yeah. Nicole's probably not had as much of an impact as they thought. Um, and you know every time they seem to get a couple of results positive results then they they take another couple of steps backward again two defeats in a row um, and you know they're struggling not that I want to spend all my time talking about Thistle but no, you, you need to mention them every so often who the next 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 games against there and then away at Dundee so uh, it's a potential, a potential, uh, a potential issue. I have to be honest. Although I still, I can't see it. But they've got superstar striker Brian Graham in now. So. They do. Yeah, he scored, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Good honour. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we end. We just end talking about this. It just drains, drains the energy out of everything. Um. <laughs> Exactly. Nah, but if there's if there's anything else non hockey related you wanna mention then now is the time. No, I don't I don't have anything. I think um, see see when clans start winning again. Yeah. All the other subjects will just be flying in. Yeah, that's it's it. It's just too depressing. Yeah. You only managed to beat five and you know, I, I can't even I can't even bring myself to look at anything else any other subjects but if we win a few then we'll be getting another wee uh, critical mode and all that fired in because it's been a while it has been a while so not talked about any alien conspiracies or in that recently either so. no I know but maybe that's not what the people want maybe but they can tell us exactly they can tell us that's what it's there for but nah hopefully hopefully we've not gone on for too long again Um it's been as poor as ever results-wise, but I, I think a positive weekend for the league with the, the Pride stuff and Sully, obviously. So um, that's that's happier news, I would say. And, and the main thing that anybody should take out of this episode, if you're looking for something, is that, you know? Yeah, definitely. There you are. That's a nice wee positive. This, this podcast is for everyone. There we go. <laughs> that's true yeah it's for everyone but it's mainly mainly for us <laughs> yeah for us that's all <laughs> yeah exactly right total nonsense let's uh, let's kill it stone dead stone bottom <laughs> stone bottom um, as ever thanks for turning up we'll, we'll be back soon possibly not next week but then who wants to hear us anyway uh, but you know thanks Thanks for listening, as ever, and send us send us any thoughts you've got because we've not not had thoughts for a while, and I like thoughts. Yeah, we like to hear everybody's thoughts on a variety of subjects. So, <laughs> so get them in. Send them in, whether it's hockey related or 
football related or Alex Ray or whatever. Or anything. Get, Get them in and enjoy your week and we will catch you next time. See you then. <laughs>